Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Jalen Rose, I'm David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What is it that we Boss do? Boss up. And get the people! What they want. Jalen Rose, who is joining us on the program later today? Just one of those Buffalo kids with bars. And her album is out today. The Liz 2. Armani Caesar joins the program next. Armani Caesar joins the program in just minutes, but we start with some of the NBA action from last night. It has now been two games into the Lakers season, and there are already problems. In the opening (laughs) night against the Warriors, Russell Westbrook was 7 for 12, did not play bad. Last night was different. He went 0 for 11 from the field. Jalen Rose, this was a head-scratching performance to say the least. He did have five steals, finished with two points. What do you think happens now after this bad shooting performance from Russell Westbrook? Do you remember... When we previewed this game yesterday and acknowledged that the Lakers were going to be playing their second nationally televised game, do you remember what I said was going to happen? It's yes. a classic. It's a classic example of whatever happens in this house stays in this house. The problem for the Lakers, however, they're a storied franchise, one of the most storied franchises in the history of sports. And I want you to pay attention to something that nobody's going to talk about that's even more troubling than Russell Westbrook's poor shooting. I see a lot of empty seats. Mm. And you know the television trick. They were shooting at a camera angle where you couldn't really see the empty seats. And the Lakers do a great job of creating that theater atmosphere where it's dark, overarching anyway. So what ends up happening now is when we talk about a team that's going to be poor, in Laker terms, that means a team that's not contending for a championship, which now is going to mean they're still going to be paying these national televised games. They're still going to be one of the elite tickets in the game to go watch play because they have LeBron James, who's still balling at a high level. Anthony Davis is still one of the best players in the game. But the elephant in the room is Russell Westbrook's contract. Whether he's going to start, whether he's going to come off the bench, that's irrelevant. This team will flirt with the play-in regardless. That's the projection of this team. And so when I see them play against the Warriors and the Clippers, those are the two teams I picked to go to the Western Conference Finals. So I'm not surprised that they beat the Lakers. It's just that the Lakers look so bad. They did make a run to get back in the game, which was really good. And I was happy to see them be competitive and make it competitive. But Kawhi coming off the bench, John Wall coming off the bench, you know what that exposes? The Lakers lack of depth. The Clippers have 
an abundance of it, just like the Golden State Warriors do. And so it was great to see the claw return. But again, when Russ goes 0 for 11, ain't no ignoring that. You can't ignore that. And it doesn't help his trade options when you're the Lakers also because the price just got easier if you're an opponent, not tougher. And I want to make sure I shout my guy right there, Big Zubak. Nobody's going to ever give him love. He gets points. He gets rebounds. Five blocks. Five blocks from my guy, Big Zubach. I know the Clippers have a lot of stars, but he's unheralded and unheralded in what he brings to the table. And Tyron Lue has done a terrific job of implementing him and making him a factor. A lot of people forget that Zubach did start his career on the very Lakers that he played against last night. And the Clippers' depth was really on display. They're just so balanced. They're so deep. You get 15 from Wall, 15 from PG, 14 from Kawhi Leonard coming off the bench to manage his minutes. The Clippers certainly look substantial in the Western Conference, but now we turn our attention to two of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. This is the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo making their season debut against the 76ers. The Bucks got the win. The Sixers are now 0-2, but what did you think of your first glimpse of Giannis Antetokounmpo? The Greek Freak for me, is still the best overall player in the game. And even though they're playing without Chris Middleton, their size and height is still a major factor in how they're going to beat opponents on a nightly basis, especially when Brooke Lopez is making plays like he was yesterday. And Bobby Portis is getting you a double-double. That now supplements what the Greek freak needs to do up front. Great defense by Drew Holiday, in particular late, against James Harden playing without fouling. And that color area that you see the Milwaukee Bucks attacking is what Philadelphia fans want to see Joel Embiid attacking. Mm -hmm. And here's the difference that I now see in Philadelphia's offense that Doc Rivers and Sam Cassell and that staff is going to have to sort. When James Harden gets a two-year deal, not a four-year max deal, and gets in good shape and has a really good summer, he comes back to play like the old James Harden. He's put up 30 in both games, looking really good offensively. But you know the old James Harden, what he does is dominate the ball. He dominates the ball. And last year it was Harden deferring to Embiid and not being as efficient as a secondary option. This year, he's being aggressive, which I love, and not deferring to Embiid. So now Embiid has to move a little more, be a lot more active, be a a better roller, be, be a rim runner early in the clock, and get his spot in the offense so that now he can get himself going. That's the difference that I see. They're playing through Harden, and he's excelling, not playing through Embiid where they hope that he would be in the paint. That's what the fans are booing about. They're booing because they had 88 points. That's what they're booing about. Their defense held the Bucs in theory to 90, yes, but that's what they're booing about, the lackluster offense. Well, we had a football game last night, Thursday Night Football, between the Cardinals and the Saints, and it was Andy Dalton who threw six touchdown passes. Now... 
Two of those were to the other team. But he did throw six <laughs> touchdown passes. There were two pick sixes that powered the Cardinals past the Saints. What do you think about this curious performance from Dalton? He's getting an opportunity as somebody that was a longtime starter, then looked to be one of the better backups. Now getting this opportunity on a nationally televised stage, he was keeping both teams in the game. Even Jameis Winston was like, I see how that looks now. Like, I, I, I see how that looks now. And for the Saints, injury has been an issue. But I also want to point out this. They need the old Michael Thomas that got paid and caught 110 balls or whatever yep. he caught. Not this Michael Thomas that unfortunately has dealt with injury. You can't control that. But it's also just been in and out of the lineup for whatever reasons. And... As I was watching them play, I, I started to think, are this, are, as, as the Carolina Panthers became sellers, and I see Christian McCaffrey went going to the 49ers, it started to make me think, Alvin Kamara, if I was a team around the league, like the Rams, I would try to go grab him. Because I think this is a time in the NFC where there isn't, a clear-cut favorite, even though Philly's balling and they're undefeated. Um, but overarching, I think the NFC is wide open. And I don't think that the Saints are still going to be a part of that contending picture. So we'll Certainly see how that plays out. Did not look like it yesterday. And you mentioned the contenders in the NFC, and you have to consider the 49ers one of those, especially after they just landed Christian McCaffrey. They traded this year's second, third, and fourth-round pick, next year's fifth-round pick, to bring in Christian McCaffrey, who has shown so much promise. But I think when you have Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, and you have Kyle Shanahan drawing up the plays, I think that this offense just got a lot better. What do you think of the addition of McCaffrey to the 49ers and where that puts them in the NFC? And, and, and also Brandon, Brendan, who had two touchdowns in, in Week A, who had two touchdowns in the previous game. And I'm sorry if I butchered his name. Brandon, I but so 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 here, here's the thing about the 49ers, and I talked about this for years. I played in Denver when Mike Shanahan was the coach, and for years and years, everybody talked about the greatness of Elway, and rightfully so. But the genius that I saw in his coaching is that he developed consistent run game, and Terrell Davis is one of those guys who went on to become a Hall of Famer and rushed for 2,000 yards, I believe, in a season. Kyle Shanahan is one of the best run design coaches in the game. And whether it's, my, whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo, whether it's Trey Lance, he's going to run that ball. And last year, Debo Samuels played a major factor in that run game, but they never truly had what I consider a bell cow, a three-down guy, one of the best guys running the ball. Now they have not only a reception threat in Christian, but somebody that they can give the ball to consistently. Now he has weapons he can deploy all over. These guys going to be lining up everywhere. And they're going to be causing fits for the defense. I'm happy for Christian McCaffrey. And it's a, it, it, it's a tribute to what being a pro can happen. It can, it, it, it's a tribute to behaving like a pro how sometimes you can be rewarded. 
See, when he was healthy, even though Carolina was a poor team, he was competitive. He was out there playing snaps. He was out there playing injured. And now he gets traded to a contending team. So I'm happy with Christian McCaffrey. Yep. And I also, so much attention we put on this offense, but it's their defense just flying to the ball, hard hitting, great defense. And now they've added McCaffrey. I really, truly think that they are a contender in the NFC for real now. Jalen Rose, who is joining us after this very short break? Armani Caesar, the first lady of Griselda. Check out the Liz. It's out today. Part two. Armani Caesar is next. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming to you live from the Seaport in New York City and brought to you by Chase. Welcome back to Jalen and Kobe. Jalen, who is joining us right now? Our next guest is another one of those Buffalo kids that has bars. And she went from tap water to $100 hiccups. The Liz 2 is out today. The wonderful, the fabulous, the talented Armani Caesar joins Jalen and Jacoby. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Armani Caesar, you blew up with the Liz, right? And now you have the Liz too. And it has production by a gentleman by the name of DJ Premier. You've got oh all of the Griselda family on this project. What can fans expect? It's just, it's me like going out of the box and doing something like still Griselda, but more on like what I was used to before. And just really stretching my wings. I'm singing, I'm rapping, um, you know, everything in between. The skits is fire. It's just, the whole thing is fire. I didn't think that I would top Liz 2. I mean, Liz 1, but Liz 2 is definitely like better, for sure. You're uber talented. Your fashion Thank stays you. A+. Plus. And I love the new single out right now with Kodak Black, Diana. Thank you. I can't wait to see the video. Let's just talk about the fashion that went into that video and making that (laughs) song with Kodak. So it definitely was like one of those beats where it gave me like black exploitation film, like back in the day, like a 70s vibe. So I wanted to kind of keep that like going. I wanted to do something that was like elegant and regal, but still sexy and modern. And, you know, I was looking for somebody like to get on it that like gave still like current, but, you know, could still give something new to it. So I think Kodak was like perfect because, I mean, it don't sound like he's trying to do Griselda. It just sounds like Kodak with Griselda. So I think that, you know, it was perfect. Dope, dope. And I'm so glad you brought that up because Griselda has that unique sound, that kind of throwback sound, that kind of like head nodding, kind of like Mm -hmm. masculinity to it. But you bring a femininity to the group which is really appreciated by the fans. And how is it mixing in that energy to the Griselda family? Um, it's 
for one, like, just like you said, we family. Like, I've been knowing these guys pretty much half my life at this point. So it's like, I think, you know, it just comes natural. I think I'm like the little sister. They all like my big brothers. They all look out for me. They all give me game on just not only music, but the business side of it, because all of them have already started in their, you know, their boss bag and, and managing, you know, the merch, their own artists, like everything else. And, you know, we're trying to take it to the top. So I think that it's perfect that as a female, I can do that and represent for the ladies. Like, Perfect. You more than representing because as I mentioned, <laughs> you got bars. And Thank I you. appreciate <laughs> how you make sure you do the rounds. You there for the BET Cypher. You there to do freestyles at radio shows. Talk about what that's been like for you going, showing up at spots and just dropping down the bars and letting people know this is what you do. I mean, it was definitely something I had to prove myself with because really and truly, I was slept on for a very long time. And I think that, you know, people knew about me. They knew that I could rap, but they weren't, I don't know. They just wasn't trying to give me my flowers. And I just had to constantly prove myself, which I don't mind because I love proving people wrong. So for me, it was more so like I finally got my chance to shine and I was going to kill it every single time. So with my freestyles, with bars on High 95, with, you know, everything that I've done, like, I just was dropping bars. Even Liz One is more so like barred up versus like actual songs because I needed to show people that I could actually rap and still look like this. Well, you do have bars. However, you also have such a great fashion sense and you open up your own store. What is that project like and what are you trying to do with it? Um, It was something that I think I just fell into. I think you know, historically fashion and music have always went hand in hand. And I think with me, you know, A, not having no money to be keeping on going shopping. I was gonna go shopping anyway. I might as well shop with myself. And um, B, it was just something that I think women had already like followed me for, even if they necessarily didn't know about my music at first, they knew me for putting that on. So I think, it kind of, I just fell into it. It literally started in my closet. Like I used to sell clothes that, you know, I just wouldn't wear no more. I posted on that gram one, don't wear no more no, again. And it was just, you know, it just was natural. Girls started asking me like, yo, you gonna get this like in a size large or a size medium? And I was like, oh, so it's the market here. I, I, got, I got you, stay less it. Absolutely. Fashion for industry tastemaker. I have to ask you, and by the way, shout to the fly guy, West Side Gun, Conway yes. the Machine, Benny the Butcher, yes. the entire Griselda family. Th- this is another historic project that y'all giving the masses. We forever grateful for y'all Buffalo kids and the love y'all show us, Jalen and Jacoby. Yes. And I have to ask you, as an artist, who were some of your biggest influences as you knew you wanted to start to get into rapping? Um, well, Lil' Kim, for one, like the um, Diana cover is actually like a rendition of the hardcore cover. Um, so definitely Lil' Kim for sure. Um, Missy, Lauren Hill, Eve, mm. Foxy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even like, Nikki, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I just love, you know, powerful females that like own it, that can stand out in a group full of guys and she's not the token female, but she's actually barred up and mm-hmm. actually like standing toe to toe with the guys. 
so you know anybody that just put on so that's why I was like Eve because you know she was with the Rough Riders everybody was hard no doubt you know like it's just those kind of like elements that make it even more special to be a female because you stand out not because of your looks not because you're a female but because it's like no she's doing this and like we don't have to like write anything for her we don't have to like nothing like I, I love that mm, dope so you have the Buffalo Kids chain. You are a Buffalo kid. And part of being from <laughs> Buffalo is being an underdog, being a hard worker, being blue collar. However, the Buffalo Bills are now favorites. Like they're the best <laughs> team in the NFL. How does it feel like to have a hometown team that is the best team in the NFL right there in your backyard? I mean, we the mafia. I feel like, you know, <laughs> even back when we wasn't winning, I think that if you ever met a Buffalo Bills fan, you had like a fan for life. Like those are the kind of people that'll help you fight in a bar if like you get into it with somebody. If people know, like I've had people like pull over, like I had a, a Buffalo Bills sticker on one of my old cars and like people would like really be gang. So I think that's just, it's a family thing. It's a different kind of vibe. If you're a Buffalo Bills fan, it's just a different kind of vibe. <laughs> and it's about what we saw when we went. It's about family. It's about loyalty. Because yes. you got to love a team if you're going to sit out there and watch and play in the middle of winter. For Ooh, sure. Let me tell you. Tell me about some of those days. Conway didn't always had a suite. Y'all didn't always <laughs> have it like that. Tell me about the years listen. when y'all was going and y'all was sitting out in that cold. Listen, I listen. And people would be out there shirtless, like <laughs> catching hypothermia. Like it's it's Bills fans, they're do or die. They all painted up, you know, in the middle of a blizzard, like, and then we get lake effect snow and we got like wind chill and it, it gets different. <laughs> it's a different kind of cold. It hits way different. It's like Alaska. <laughs> Out there. So yeah, you gotta love, you gotta love something or somebody like real bad to um, be able to stand out there. My season started breaking out meteorologist talk. She's like lake effect snow. I don't even know what that is. She's saying a meteorologist now. To the weather up there. If you know, you know. Anybody that lives in Western New York, like you know, like when you hear that lake effect, that's the kind that stick. That's not like the flurry that you see on the on the wintertime Christmas movies. That's like the real thick snow. So I have to ask you, and again, make sure y'all check out The Liz 2 today. Classic yes. Bars by Monty <laughs> Caesar. We talked about the song with Kodak Black. Please let us know who else is on the album. Um, of course, the gang. So Westside, Gun, Conway, Benny, Stove God. I got Beat King on there. Um, Queendom, Kodak, of course. And then, of course, like all the in-house production. I got Derringer on there. I got Camouflage Monk on there. Like it's a family affair, but it's, it's not given like the typical sound. Like as you can see, even with the Kodak record, that's not like a typical Griselda sound, but it's still bang. So the whole album fly. I just got to listen to it from front to back. Ooh. The yeah. Liz 2 is available right now. Anywhere you listen to music, you can get it. Armani Caesar, we are always here to support you. We are so proud of you. We're so happy about this new project. Thank you so much for thank taking you. the time thank to join you. us. Thank on you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. I love you guys so much. Mwah. Love you too. Appreciate you. <laughs> we'll be back with more right after this. You are watching Jalen and Jacoby. 
Doubleheader tonight on ESPN, starting with a rematch of the Eastern Conference Finals at 7.30, the Celtics and the Heat. And then in the nightcap, it is reigning MVP Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets going up against reigning champions, the Golden State Warriors. And it's all preceded by NBA Countdown at 7 p.m. on ESPN. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. What do we do every single day we have a show? Sadly, as journalists, we just report that Brittany Griner has been wrongfully detained now 246 days. So we here at Jalen and Jacoby wish her speedy, safe return to the United States. Jalen Rose, the Lions, you predicted would be 13-4 at the end of the season. They've got a lot of work to do to get to that mark, and it starts Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys here at the Lions News Network. Mr. Rose, how do you feel about their chances against America's team on Sunday? I actually feel really good about the Lions' chances because Dakota Prescott is going to be under a lot of pressure. The Cowboys played better than expected without him in the lineup. Now he returns and people think that the Cowboy offense is going to all of a sudden basically double its output. And the Detroit Lions and my guy, my quarterback, as everybody talking about number four, they need to be talking about number 16, Jared Montana, because he got a chance to have a big game and upset the Cowboys this weekend. Rawr! Let's they go, take Lions. On the Cowboys this weekend. Next weekend, they take on the Miami Dolphins, and we have a special announcement. Jalen and Jacoby will be in Detroit in the building while they host the Dolphins. Look at this offer. You go to DetroitLions.com slash Jalen and Jacoby. You can join us for the pod and join the Lions as they take on the Dolphins. Want to give a big shout to Armani Caesar. The Liz 2 is out today. We will be back on Monday, ESPN 2. Got the hill to be found.